Cheers. Cheers. Wow. <laughs> we just made a, a weird uh, concoction of drinks. Hi, I'm Kirsten. And I'm Allie. <laughs> and you're listening to... Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We're on a nostalgia kick. We are. This might be a couple part series, but we're going to be visiting the late 90s, early 2000s. And this week, we're going to talk about the cocktail boom. Yes. So it was a new age for cocktails <laughs> during this time. It was. And uh, we're going to talk about it. But first, but Kirsten, first, what was the highlight of your week this week? My week, I don't know about highlight, but last week I talked about the the mushroom um, coffee, <laughs> coffee, not the drinking. magic mushroom coffee, the, just yeah. normal, normal mushroom coffee, different mushroom type of coffee. And ha- new update is giving me stomach aches, I think. No, but um, we got this free produce box. Um, just the local farmers market was giving away free produce boxes and I got this weird leaf and I found out that it was dandelion greens um shows how much I know because I was like that's a is that arugula I thought it was arugula too um at first it looks like it but it's like darker green yeah but um anyway I consulted Instagram and we concluded it's dandelion leaf and I tried it in a smoothie and it's supposed to be so the health benefits are it's like anti-inflammatory it's a diuretic, mm. so it makes you pee. It flushes out your system. It also helps with, like, bloating and digestion. Have you noticed and it helps with that stuff? I, this morning was my first time oh. trying it in a smoothie. I will say, um, lots of bathroom moments that were good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like I was getting a cleanse. Okay. And I don't know if this is, like, a placebo, but, like, I was looking at more of the effects of dandelion leaf throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like it was doing some good things for my gut. Okay, but Um, how does it taste? It's really bitter. Ew. It's really bitter. So you can prepare it um, in salads. So if you put it in with salads, like, and mix it with other greens, Mm. then it's chill. Or I put it in a smoothie with kale and, like, a a lot of fruity fruities. Overtook taste, that. yeah, like sugary, yeah. Okay, and you can also blanch it, which means just like kind of boiling it really quick mm. to shock it, and then you take it out and then fry it as usual. And you can like make a little stir fry with it. So Cute. that's my next goal is to do a little egg dandelion leaf stir stir fry. Wow. So yeah, been into the like herbalist herbalism. Stuff. I bought two books too. Oh. One is called The Green Witch, okay. and the other is The Drunken Botanist. So nice. I'm, okay, I'm learning so, about yeah, uh, plants. I see a theme here. Yeah. Okay. How about you? What's, <laughs> what's up with your week? Um, I have a highlight. Okay. I got a perm. Perm. <laughs> <laughs> I got a perm for the first time in my whole life, which is crazy because I went to beauty school and I somehow didn't perm my hair. But but I hear it's these days really a no no to to do that to your hair. Um, well, my hair feels fine, and okay. it's a no no if you have like bleached hair. Okay. 
but they actually have a perm that is meant for bleached hair now. So it's just really like, it's softer. It's, it's better for the hair. Um, your hair feels pretty soft. Yeah. And we used the one that was for bleached hair, mm-hmm. even though I purposefully have not bleached my hair since I shaved it. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to. Yeah. Um, and it worked really well. My hair is just really fine. So we use like the most gentle version. It worked really well. It kind of, I just wanted to bring out my natural curl because I have pieces of hair that curl or wave and curl like really cute but then some pieces of my hair are just straight oh okay and I'm like can you just pick a side (laughs) and it's so annoying to me so as I'm growing my hair out I decided to get a little perm shouts out to Stephanie she did it for me holla um and she did a great job so yeah so with the perm though what what's in the the formula for it don't we don't we don't you don't gotta worry about it it's just some chemicals okay some chemicals chemicals. and it makes your hair curly yeah it pretty much like breaks the bond of your hair so you roll it in the rollers and then you Mm -hmm. put the first thing on and that like breaks down the hair Mm -hmm. and kind of breaks the bonds and then you put the neutralizer on and it like rebuilds the bonds but now they're in a curl pattern okay and then you like rinse it out and it, it'll eventually soften up and like not be as curly. But for now, I really like it. What happens when it grows out? Um, well, since it's not that far off from my natural like pattern, uh, it should look pretty fine. Like it should. I think it should look fine. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. interested to see the progress. Of yeah. It. I just can't do this, uh, you know, awkward stage of the grow out. So yeah. I was like, we got to do something. So I feel cute. Well, your hair is like looking longer. You when did you I know. when did you um shave it all off? Uh, a year ago. Okay, actually. and that's a year of growth. Yeah. Well, I've been cutting it. I didn't like commit to growing it out because I did like the short hair, so I cut it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's not a true, you know, thing. But yeah. I but just... I don't know. It's like pretty long. It's like yeah. for those of you who aren't here, which is everybody listening. <laughs> It's like your length, but it's going down into your like nape of your neck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, pa- it's almost past my ears now. Yeah, which is cool. But anyway, um, enough about that. <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> enough about us. Mochi's over here falling asleep. Wow, <laughs> Mochi's Kirsten's cat, and she's not enthused at this conversation. It's when is she rude. ever enthused? It's kind of rude. Actually, I don't see her that enthused most of the time. Mm-mm. You don't see her in the morning. She she gets oh. the zoomies in the morning. Oh, she's cute. a little vibe. I love her. So yeah, let's set the scene. We're in the nineties. <laughs> We're in the late nineties. Late nineties. Ninety-five to two thousand era. Yes. So the scene. Um, just imagine the number three top. Like the top number three songs on the billboard that year. You're wearing your butterfly clips. You're wearing you're wearing the but I don't know. This might be no, yeah. This is butterfly wear, clip era. You're wearing the bar- butterfly clips. Um so too close by next. Don't don't too close. Standing too close. Okay. okay. I used to think that song was so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> um The Boy is Mine. I feel like we all know that song with Monica and Brandy. I don't think I 
that... Not my boy is my... Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. How dare you? And then we got a little country in here because Shania Twain was, mm-hmm. you know, top a top charter. Still the one. You're still the one that I love. Oh, well, that was good. Yes, exactly. But Shania Twain, I always knew for like mint. I feel like yeah. I mean, she da, has a da, lot da, of da, hits, da, da. but I think that era was very romantic. Like people wanted wedding songs. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I thought it was because looking back, I think it, I thought it was because I'm from the Midwest that country music was hitting the charts. Yeah. But I think it just was hitting the charts. Yeah. At that time. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. So yeah. So that's where we're at. We're in this era. Um, and I guess cocktails kind of took a little bit of a turn because we had the, you know, 1920s, like prohibition cocktail era, which were, was like probably the biggest, but Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s, late nineties, you had things like sex in the city and just women like drinking cocktails and, and it was glamorous it was glamorous it was fashion. oh i have a quote so this there's a cocktail book that this you is gave from me. the little pink book of cocktails which i found on the street uh, <laughs> that explains a lot because these quotes are funny. hilarious yeah but it's funny you said glamour because here's the quote Glamour is what makes a man ask for your telephone number, but it is also what makes a woman ask for the name of your dressmaker. This mm. was said by Lily Dashe. Dash. We don't know who she is, but she was glamorous. She, and was, she definitely had a stemmed cocktail, stemmed glass cocktail in yes, her hand. Yes, she did. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, we're talking about that era, it, it's known as kind of a cocktail renaissance, it's a hundred years after the pre-prohibition drink era, and one fun fact is the U.S., we invented cocktails. What? So we stole a lot of things from other countries, but we hold the title as the cocktail inventors of the world. I'm really surprised yeah. by that. We well, Let's we did. We oh, you we did it. Sweet. That That's... is the only thing that is our original thing, and we can say uh, we did cool. that. Oh, good, good for us. So yeah, like a hundred years later, um, and then not quite. Now we're a hundred years later of the prohibition, but yeah. In any case, uh, it's a renaissance, and people are moving more towards like fresher ingredients which is kind of funny because i think that's where we're at now a little bit but like now people are getting weirder with it yeah um yeah but like the 80s in the 70s were really a lot about like like really like sweet and like manufactured concoctions and uh in the 90s people were like bringing in fresh juices and like yeah just no longer having packaged drinks making like fresh materials for their cocktails Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of names that like i've heard drop like dale DeGroff, dick bradstow and then bradstow is a is a big one we'll go into him yeah and we have like julie rayner peggy boston some other men (laughs) um (laughs) and then like it's it said that new york london and san francisco and also portland were like the big cities for cocktails which is funny 
LA didn't make that list from this specific article, but like other articles, there were some LA stuff, but it wasn't a big one. Yeah. I guess of the time. Okay. And then we also had um, a lot of martini, quote unquote, drinks. Oh, yeah. And so if you can just imagine the nice, like, V shaped martini glass. Most of the drinks uh, that were super popular of the time were served in that glass and then known as a martini, even though it wasn't an actual martini. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, the actual martini is gin, vermouth, and it's stirred. But a lot of these drinks that came in the 90s were shaken and made with, like, juices. And vodka, probably. Yeah, and vodka. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. That's interesting. I also read that this era, the the cocktail kind of became like the topic of discussion at parties rather mm -hmm. than just an accessory you hold in your hand. It was more like, oh, my God, what are you drinking? Uh, this is, you know, this is a whatever Manhattan, whatever cosmopolitan or um, so it, it was more of like a craft beer kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, what, what are you drinking? Like, what beer is that? Oh, is, does it have hops? Like <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like the pre-hipster hipster, hipster yeah. era sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like. But we weren't actually old enough no. to, to drink these. We were, we were I mean, not. This, I mean, in the early 2000s, I was like 10. Yeah. 11. Same. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't. We saw it like in movies. Yeah. We yeah. saw movies, obviously TV shows, stuff like that. But since we weren't technically old enough to drink, I, I do think I, I like stole some drinks of my mom's Amaretto <laughs> Sours. Like she always used to drink those at weddings and stuff. Oh, but, that's cool. Um, as far as like actually drinking now, wasn't, wasn't there yet. So we asked some people who were. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly like coworkers. I was trying to rack my brain for like people that I knew that it's gotta be people in the, in their forties ish, like 10 years older than me basically. Yeah. Or, or older than that. And so I'm like, yeah, go to work. And yeah. Cause you work people. at a bar. Well, I work at a distillery. Distillery, even... sorry. <laughs> sorry. But there is a bar there. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, I, I like, um, posted, we have a Slack oh. channel and I posted to our random Slack channel and was just like, anybody who was old enough, like, what were you oh, drinking? that's a good idea. I should have yeah. done that. I asked, yeah. I just said like, what were you drinking at that time? And then what did you notice was popular? Yeah. And I also said like, I'm looking for more like personal anecdotes because we've been looking up stuff on the internet and. But we want to hear from the yeah, people. From the peeps. Okay. So what did they say? So I have like a few uh, different quotes and maybe we can kind of, you know, go back and forth and talk about ours. But uh, the first person to respond in that specific message was making fun of somebody else that works there and was like, oh yeah, I know somebody that drank a lot of Long Island iced teas. <laughs> and I guess in the industry, it's it's just like, these days, Long Island iced tea is just like everything mixed in a glass yeah. and it's really gross. Yeah. Um, and that person defended themselves saying, like, some bartenders can make a really good Long Island iced tea, oh, okay. apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I asked people at work too, but I didn't put it in. We have a random Slack channel, which mm -hmm. would have been good, but I did not put it in there. I asked my boss, <laughs> who I love. Love you, Brenna. 
Um, she said that she was taking a lot of redheaded slut shots. Okay. Which I think is funny because she is a real redhead. So she. Well, yeah, that's, that's she's like that's that's me. good. But it it's weird. It has Jaeger, peach flavored schnapps, and cranberry juice. Hmm. Cranberry juice is another thing that in my research was a big thing. In big the 90s. thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. She also said she drank um, buttery nipples, which is buttery nipples? a shot with butterscotch schnapps <laughs> and Irish cream. Okay. And I looked them up and they kind of look like that shot little beer. Have you had a little beer before? No, but I think you like told me about I little did beers. because <laughs> my parents make me take shots of little beer. That's like the only shot they'll do. But it looks the same. It's a little different from my research that I found. But yeah. And then... One more, she said, sex on the beach oh, was, was like, oh, yeah. yeah, was really popular, which I did see that a lot, too. Did you get the speck of that? What's in there? Yeah, that one has vodka, peach schnapps again, orange <laughs> juice, and cranberry juice again. So we're seeing kind of a thing. We're seeing here. a lot of like orange, cranberry, and vodka, yeah. and lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, What else did I have? Yeah, oh, I had it. This one was kind of fun. One of the answers that I got. Um, so we, we have like apple teenies, apple pucker shots. And then one person said Cosmos were a thing. Uh, also the first iteration of their special martini. Which we'll go into. And then also craft beers was the only actual good thing to drink in the 90s. Oh, apparently. that sounds like a beer snob. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a hipster answered that one. An old hipster. Older hipster. But no, I mean, I think uh, in the 90s, as far as cocktails, this person is like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) They were not very good. Uh, And another interesting answer I got was from a bartender. Um, I sold so many Cosmos to book club ladies in Freeport, Maine. <laughs> Edible flower garnishes were stupid big too, which makes sense from like the fresher ingredients uh-huh. thing. And personally, I miss a world of one buck PBRs. Hebers. Yeah. I know. mean, that, 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 you can't that find... came into our generation too, though. It did, Hebers. but you can't find a one buck Peber anymore. I feel like no, but I feel like I lived in an era where we probably could it was it, maybe two buck ones. Oh yeah no i think when we were younger definitely but i remember there was a beer that nowadays. or there's a bar that did 50 cent hams which is like a grosser beer but it, oh um, i think i've i think i've seen hams before yeah 50 cents yeah damn this old not cents. in this economy not in this economy mm-hmm. Well, uh, I also talked to my friend, <laughs> another friend at work, Stephanie. Uh, she said whiskey sours were a thing, um, which has bourbon, which is different than what we've been seeing. Fresh lemon juice, simple syrup, orange, mm-hmm. an orange as a garnish. Um, but, you know, I think the most, I think actually, like in the research that I saw, I think the number one cocktail of the time was a cosmopolitan yes i had like two answers from my anecdotes and then same in my research cosmopolitan was the like top of the chart yeah so i guess it was created according to delish.com <laughs> it was created by a bartender his name was toby Cecchini. 
<laughs> in the 80s. But then a decade later, it became a hit in New York City, obviously because of Miss Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. So she, as well as her, her girlfriends in Sex in the City, kind of made it a big staple for New York. Which also like, goes to say of that idea, uh, goes along with that idea of it being fashionable and glamorous to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's pink. It's like a girl. It's a girly drink. Quote unquote, like a girly drink. Yeah. Well, I've seen, well, I've seen so many different recipes for it. Sometimes it's like bright red and sometimes it's like more of a pale pink. Yeah. But well, you know, what's fun. Trying it. We made one, baby. (laughs) We made a Cosmo. And our Cosmo is more of a pale pink. It's a pale pink. We also, I know it's garnished with a lime. But we garnished it with a lemon. Because we ain't got limes. We didn't have limes, and that's okay. So we're going to go ahead and try this and give you our thoughts. Well, yeah. So this spec, though, is um, vodka, lime juice, triple sec, cranberry, and the lime wedge. So, but it's like less cranberry than some of the other recipes. Okay. Yeah. You want to go first? Um, Sure. Okay. What do you think? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I'll try. Ugh. I'm. Do you think we made that right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm a fan. Um, hold on. Let me try it one more time because sometimes you just gotta try it a few times. It doesn't taste sweet, which I I don't need a drink to be sweet. But it's like, just, if Carrie Bradshaw was drinking this, I just expected it to be sweeter. Yeah. Maybe we just have shitty vodka. Maybe. Maybe it's higher quality vodka. Maybe the recipe was shitty. Yeah. You know, you never know. Well, what do you give this on a scale of one to five? I mean, I will probably drink the whole glass. Yeah. But if I bought it, I would be a little upset. Yeah, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointed is a better word. I'd still drink it, though. Yeah. I would still drink it, too. Um, So one to five, maybe three. Yeah, I was going to say a three, too. Yeah. Okay. Three stars. Cool. Three stars. Um, what All right. Else, what else did you find? Like So, yeah, we're going to go into, like, some more cocktails of the era and kind of following along the teeny... Uh, <laughs> the teeny trend. The teeny trend. Um, we had the breakfast martini, and this one was interesting to me because, um, according to my research, they... It's like the first drink that brought in jam into a cocktail. Yeah. Like jelly jam? Yeah, like jelly jam. So this one is made with orange marmalade and lemon juice, gin, and curacao. That actually sounds pretty good. Um, It does. As a breakfast martini, like... And it makes sense that it's, like, called a breakfast martini because you have the the marmalade that you would have on toast and right it feels very breakfasty yeah i mean that might even be like a a different uh thing to order instead of like a mimosa like, yeah hey do you got a breakfast martini which they probably don't yeah like who has who orange, has orange marmalade, marmalade behind the bar <laughs> like i can't believe you don't have orange marmalade like what the fuck what the hell um okay cool so we're gonna pause because the next drink is also a teeny and we're gonna make it and we'll be back shortly okay so the apple teeny was another like top contender (laughs) i feel like it was everywhere in my research 
Um, so originally this drink was called the Adam's apple martini because the bartender who created it was named Adam. And fun fact, it was created in 1996 at Lola's West Hollywood restaurant. Hmm. So that's local. So this is a local one a local... for our LA gals and gals. Yes. Our LA, <laughs> our LA pals and gals. Um, it was advertised first by Smirnoff, and it was actually advertised in 1972 on an issue of Playboy inside the front cover. Um, but the recipe called for Smirnoff as the, vo- the vodka because it was like a Smirnoff ad. Um, and, you know, it's one of those that isn't a real martini. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because... it's vodka and it's it's shaken, not stirred. Shaken. Not stirred. Not stirred. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, not a real martini. But we're going to go ahead and taste it now. We have two here. We have two. They're a nice... um, I've seen them also, like, different shades of green. Ours is, like, more of a light green. I think ours is really pretty. Yeah. So, good for us. Okay, hopefully this is good. That's actually good. I like it. Um... Yeah, it's, I think, so we made it with this, I couldn't find any apple pucker, or like apple liqueur, so I got like apple pear liqueur, so I think, I feel like it's a little, like, less sweet yeah. than it would be. But it's, um, it's good. Yeah. I like it. It's a little, I don't know. It's, yeah, if it was sweeter, I don't know if I'd like it as much. It's, it's tart though. It's tart enough because we have the lemon in it. It definitely tastes like a Granny lemon. Smith apple. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Okay, well, I'm here for the apple teeny over uh, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> yeah, agree, agree, agree. All right, friends. Next, we have the espresso martini, which we just fucking made beautifully. Yeah, There's honestly. foam on the top of it, and, like, we we put coffee grounds on the top as a garnish. It, it looks, looks real cute. Really cute. I love espresso martinis, actually. I just know they're, like, kind of a bitch to make. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. I mean, not I mean, for us, but if they don't oh, have you, you espresso have have, already, yeah, that's they're true. like, I have to brew some freaking coffee yeah. right now at 12 a.m., you know what I mean? But I bet at the time, people had it already, like, in cold brew oh, form. definitely. Yeah. Because it was, like, you know, in, in the top most favorite cocktails at the time. So I'm sure a lot of bars, like, just kept it stocked with yeah you know. probably like in the fridge like. yeah so the person who invented the espresso martini was actually a guy named dick bradsell and <laughs> he is in london so it okay. was not an american inv- invention but that's okay and it was actually invented in the 1980s um but according to bradsell this is the story that he tells of how this cocktail came to be. Um, Apparently a young Kate Moss came up to the bar (laughs) and asked for a drink that would quote, wake me up and then fuck me up, unquote. So using a blend of sugar, vodka and coffee liqueur, um, plus fresh espresso, he compiled the resulting drink and it was first titled the Vodka Espresso. And then it later became an espresso martini. I want to know, like, what bar this was that had an espresso machine, like, at 
their service. Well, apparently he worked at The Player and Six Degrees and Match. So those are some <laughs> London bars for you. Uh, that's that may where or works. may not still be open. Yeah, who knows? Um, so yeah, we are going to go ahead and try our espresso martini. I don't want to. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's so cute. But we did take pics. We did. Which you guys should definitely check out the Instagram. Yeah, we'll take pics where we took pics of all of our creations. <gasps> okay. It's like gluttonous on the top. Ooh, it's dripping. Okay, ready? Oh my god. That's good. Mm. Oh my god, it's like a smoothie. Yeah. It's like a coffee smoothie liquor drink. I'm uh, honestly, I'm not like hating on that at all. I think it's good. We made a really good one too. I know. I think someone should hire us to be bartenders. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, call us maybe. Call us maybe. Okay, so this next one is another what we call a modern classic. And it's a riff on the sidecar, which is one of the classic pre-prohibition cocktails. So the old ones. Yeah, one of them old, old ones. The old, old ones. Then a hundred years later, we came up with the cable car, which by the name, we can guess, comes from San Fran. San Francisco. So yeah, the cable car, the only difference between the cable car and the sidecar is that cable car has rum instead of cognac, basically. Hmm. So this is a nice, lovely cocktail we made, the cable car, with Sailor, Sailor Jerry's, Jerry's rum. <laughs> yeah, Sailor Jerry's. <laughs> Lemon juice, curacao, simple syrup, and then we have a little cinnamon and sugar on the rim. Um, it doesn't look as beautiful as the other one did, but I think it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to taste. Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's try it. That cinnamon sugar rim. Mm-hmm. That's really something. <laughs> I like mm. it. Honestly, I could do without the cinnamon sugar rim. I like the cinnamon sugar rim. Really? Mm -hmm. It makes it feel like a fall drink. Well, sign <laughs> me up because I love fall. <laughs> sign me up for that fall drink. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think it's interesting with the lemon juice because I just want to expect this with rum and cinnamon and mm -hmm. stuff like that to have lemon juice in it. Yeah. It almost seems more like something that you would mix with like... Well, yeah, like brandy, cognac, or yeah. like, yeah. But I like it. It's also, hmm, I wouldn't order it anywhere. <laughs> but I if would. someone made it for me, I would drink it. I think I would order this drink. But I'm curious to know, like, you know, we are finding our recipes from different sources. And, like, different sources have different recipes. So yeah. I, I want to know if the cinnamon sugar rim is a thing it's universal throughout for yeah. this drink um listeners if you're bartenders don't kill us <laughs> uh but also let us know yeah let us know maybe if you have a better version we'll try it on our next episode mm -hmm. because you know especially the cosmopolitan like change our minds yeah because that, that one not... that recipe what was that from like moms.com no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no uh 
I that was from moms.com. I think it was from pioneermoms.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was pioneer moms. It was, it was from a reputable source. I don't know where it's from. Listen, we just found the best ones that we thought looked the best. And like maybe easiest for us to make. Yeah, and least amount of things we had to buy, which honestly we I don't think we had to buy that many things. Yeah, we didn't. Because we're alcoholics, so we had some things already. Yeah. Yeah. Except for like, yeah. And we made our own simple syrup. We did. So, yeah, baby, we're fucking professionals over we're professionals. here. Professionals. Um, honorable mentions. We we got to mention these cocktails because yes. they came mm-hmm. up a lot too. Mm-hmm. But we were not about to try them. Yeah. So I mentioned the Long Island iced tea earlier when when uh, one of my coworkers. Yeah. What was did your coworker about say about it? They just said, "Well, people were making fun of him." For drinking the Long Island because it's like kind of a shitty drink Mm because there's so much ingredients, so many ingredients in Mm -hmm. it. And it's just like, okay. Um, And I feel like people make fun of people that get it because it's such a 21 year old drink. Yeah, it is. I want to get fucked up and I want it to taste good. Yeah, exactly. But his argument was that like well seasoned bartenders will know how to make one that's good. So I think there's different recipes that can be good and okay yeah seasoned bartenders come mm-hmm. through but yeah what did you find out about the long island um not really anything except for it was actually made in the 70s okay which i didn't know um but the prime of it was in the 90s because they just wanted people just wanted something with like a really high abv but that tasted okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um also, like the adios motherfucker, like that oh my drink god, reminds the me, yeah, that reminds me of a Long Island. I wonder just, like, if the AMF was inspired by the Long Island I see. I don't know. It's blue, so it's different, but it's it's a bunch of different like yeah. alcohols. And I actually didn't hear about that until I moved to California. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it just like wasn't a thing where I was. It from, was. I, mean, I never in heard Indiana, of it. It was like totally something at the college bar that I went to. I had yeah. never heard of it until I got a bartending job at a bowling alley. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> and we sold a lot of those. Yeah, so it's that's... very much like a trashy bar. Yes, kind of, I, I think these days people don't order it as much anymore. But like, yeah. oh, actually, fun anecdote: I was at a comedy show at this like small little theater that just had like a you know how like comedy shows just have like a little pop-up bar it's -hmm. not like a bartender it's just like they'll make you a mixed drink Mm -hmm. and there's this girl that seemed very obviously 21 because she was like can i have an amf and he was like uh we don't (laughs) we don't have that like just give me two ingredients and i'll make you a drink (laughs) we don't have all of that shit yeah well i mean good job to people to drink those because yeah. those are hardcore i remember somewhat liking them when i was like 20 yeah so. um i don't well see i don't i don't even hear about it until i was 25 26 but i would have been drinking them you better believe that yeah i mean it was blue it's it blue it's fun it's for kids <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Another thing that I read about was the White Russian, and I gotta say, I make mm. a mean vegan 
white Russian. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I love to drink it in the wintertime because it just reminds me of winter. But yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah. of like got the, the eggnog vibe a little bit. Like, yeah. But I guess, um, you know, in the beginning, people kind of made fun of it and called it like a girly dessert drink. <laughs> <laughs> but then in 1998, with The Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. when that hit theaters, um, the cocktail and the movie both became like cult classics. Yeah. So that's kind of when the white Russian got popular. And I feel like it's made comebacks throughout the years because they're for a minute. I was drinking a lot of white rushes. Yeah, me too. I just think they're delicious, but I can't handle milk. So vegan white Russians it is. Um, And then Red Bull and vodka, because I feel like things were so unhinged that. Yeah, but I feel like that was maybe more early 2000s. Yeah, it definitely was. But Red Bull came to be a thing in the 80s. So they had. Wait, really? Yes. I thought, okay. I remember the Red Bull gives you wings like slogan. I thought it was like a new drink. No. So I think it was created in the 80s. I can fact check, but I'm pretty sure I read that it was created in the 80s. And then it kind of caught on in the early 2000s because it was like something that would wake you up. Yeah. It was was the. um, Well, they had that marketing. Yeah. The caffeine with the vodka, which we now know is probably not the best for you, but. Um, yeah, so the marketing Red Bull gives you wings and then, you know, people who are staying out late, like, <laughs> who like Red Bull, I feel like just kind of, you know, went for it. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that still lives on today, especially in, in like clubby kind of atmospheres. Yeah. The Red Bull vodka. Yeah, I think definitely clubby atmospheres because... I mean, I think I've drank a Red Bull vodka when I just felt tired. I was like, well, I need something. Yeah. To liven me up. But then we had Four Locos, which is a whole different ballgame. Bro. Four Locos, blackout in a can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm not dead from the Four Loco era. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. So Red Bull was founded in the mid-1980s. Wow. So. And they uh, developed the unique marketing concept and launched Red Bull Energy Drink in Austria in 1987. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? So, yeah, that is, you know, all the the 90s drinks. But today, yeah, have changed. Obviously, we're not drinking uh, apple teenies when we go out. But, I mean, maybe we will now because they're pretty yeah. damn good. I wonder what, like... What kind of looks we'll get from bartenders ordering an apple You know apple what, though? Teeny. When I worked at the bowling alley I worked at and uh-huh. was a bartender there, there was a group. There was, like, a bowling um, tournament or what are they called? League? Bowling yeah. league, like, every Wednesday or something. And this one group of older men, they were, like, in their 60s. Uh-huh. They all ordered apple teenies. Oh, my God. And that's I was hilarious. Like, okay. <laughs> but it was, yeah, that's... What, I don't know. So when people, was that? Like, what year was that, though? Or like 2015. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So today, the number one cocktail is the margarita. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been the number one cocktail for a few years now. Uh, different sources say different things. Number two. Well, yeah. Like, the, the margarita, sometimes people will say that it was like a riff 
on the classic daisy Hmm. um because the word daisy is margarita in spanish what yeah i thought margarita Um, was margarita in spanish hmm? oh never mind (laughs) well all like the drink margarita yeah but like the wait yeah did i say that right but like the daisy daisy the flower (laughs) is margarita in spanish okay okay and um that drink like that classic pro or pre-prohibition drink yeah we get a little drunk see uh a lot of people thought that the margarita came after that and then there's arguments like other ways but we also like another drink that came in during the 90s was the tommy tommy's margarita which had agave and like more fresh ingredients oh but that's it that's like a side note okay um okay but yeah so yeah but okay. it's still number one today, the margarita. Okay. Well, um, yeah, number one today, margarita. And then number two, according to different sites, is the classic martini. Which is crazy to me because I don't see people ordering martinis. I actually have a friend who orders a martini every single time we go out. Really? Yeah. Is she older? He is older. Yeah, he's 40. Older than us. It's not Yeah, old. but but he was he was in the time of the, the yeah, martini craze. He was. He always gets one. So maybe that's like averaging out. We're thinking of our age group. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We're just used to going out with our age group. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know a lot of people who drink martinis. Because mm-hmm. number one, they're disgusting. Well, they're very strong. I, I mean, it's mostly olives. alcohol. Also, I hate olives. So don't even don't even try. Um. And then we have the the Moscow Mule. Oh yeah, three. the Moscow Mule, which I love. That's my Great go-to. Drink. That's my go-to drink. Yeah, with that copper copper mug. Mm-hmm. Sign me up, dude. I love it. Um, but also I think it's cool how a lot of mocktails are coming into play because a lot of people are not wanting to drink like they used to. Yeah, kind of realizing that drinking is it's bad for your health. Poison for our. It's actually not bodies. medicine. It's not. <laughs> it's not medicine. It's actually really bad for you. Um, but according to the mixer, mocktails, uh, people are drinking more of them because almost half of drinkers, forty six percent are trying to reduce their alcohol consumption. And then 52% of them are replacing alcohol with non-alcoholic beverages. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, When I was in Chicago, like every single bar had a mocktail menu. Yeah. Which was cute. Like some cities are really leaning into that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like LA is pretty good about that too. Yeah. Well, LA is just a healthy city in general. So it is. I, I mean, I thought it was just, like, everywhere in Chicago, like, way more mm-hmm. than here. Like, it just seemed like it was a, a thing. And I hope it continues because even, like, me, I haven't been wanting to drink sometimes recently. Yeah. And, but you still want something in your hand yeah, to, like, feel like social. And, and, yeah, it's like, you want to have a drink. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic one. Exactly. Um, but I did find, I found a little, uh, mocktail recipe for our, um, apple teeny. So oh, nice. if, if y'all don't drink so alcohol, zero proof friendies, we got zero proof apple teeny here. We have, Ooh, they put sugar around the rim, okay. which is cute. Um, a fourth cup apple juice, tablespoon of simple syrup, half teaspoon of 
uh, lemon juice, and then apple slices for garnish. That actually sounds good. Yeah. That's just a little treat. It's just like a, yeah, like an apple smoothie snack. Not smoothie, but. I just think it's fun to get like a, sweet tart drink. a little treat for yourself when you're out and about. That's not just water or Coke or whatever. Yeah. So. Or at home. Like, sometimes I'll, like, make myself little little concoctions of juices, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah. So if you're out there, you don't want to drink, try this cocktail, this mocktail apple martini. Tell us how it is. Yeah. And then just lastly, you know, in the recent years, these kind of uh, apple teeny espresso martini crazes are coming back. I read two New York Times articles on them. Oh. And apparently it's it's a thing. Are they like and coming back like they were or do you think they're like new well, and improved? Yeah, it's it's more of a new and improved like a kind of thing. Take. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more of that kind of thing and then um industry bartenders are trying to make their own um renditions of these drinks. And okay. it's interesting. And I I mean, it makes sense because a lot of us millennials we weren't able to order those drinks and we're we're being nostalgic about the 90s and 2000s yeah i mean we still grew up in that time and we saw it on tv and movies and stuff so it you know i'm sure it was a really fun time (laughs) yeah that's a reason why we made this episode because we're like oh i don't know yeah like yeah these these fruity fun drinks you know they're glamorous oh um speaking of mocktails i do have a quote for that one too it says with true friends, even water drunk together is sweet enough. And that, <laughs> it, that, ladies and gentlemen, is an old Chinese proverb. <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> That's what it says here. Um, and then a quote that I'd like to leave us on is m- my favorite. Okay. I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. That's, and that's Dorothy Parker for you. Ain't that the truth, Dorothy Parker? We don't know her, but That's she's, somebody's grandma. <laughs> Dorothy is someone's grandma, and <laughs> she is correct, because I do not want that frontal lobotomy. I'd rather mm-hmm. have a bottle in front of me. That's true, you know? You know? Uh, all right, well. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's all we have yes. for, for this week. This is our first time doing a, a research episode, so bear with us while we're, like, Working out the kinks of 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 doing that, you know. Yeah, but it was really um, fun. It was really fun, fun reading about it and learning, um, and making cocktails and making cocktails and getting drunk. Get a little tipsy. Drunk. No, we're not drunk. We're fine. Now nah, we're we could drive. We've been sharing our drinks. So. Yeah, we didn't make. Yeah, we were we like that's that's too crazy. Like let's not yeah. get crazy. Yeah, here. we're in our thirties. We're in our thirties. We, okay. we can't we can't be getting wasted on a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And Mochi's just over here like sleeping. Yeah, she's like, our voices just put her out. Um, in any right. case, well, uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to our cocktail, uh, podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you so much for 90s cocktails. We love you. We love you. And yeah, we're we're going to make this a series. It's not necessarily going to be the next um episode, but but we will touch on the 90s 2000s era again yeah. because we love it. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst and the best. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. 
yeah so so follow us oh yeah follow, follow us, us on, on instagram. instagram um thank you so much pod. thank you so much pod and twitter, then also twitter tysm podcast and, and email us if you are a bartender and you feel like we just botched these drinks like crazy yeah and if you want to like fucking fact check us go up <laughs> go ahead go ahead uh our email is thank you so much pod at gmail.com i love to say we both work full time you know we're just doing some research on the side and you know we're just trying to we're just trying to have a good time here with our cocktails having a good time with our cocktails and uh thank you so much peace out bye love you